Take it away, Joel. All right. What do you got? How are we becoming who we're becoming? <laughs> well, <laughs> it all began with a client reaching out. Always does. <laughs> yeah. Right? Or either your client reaching out or something horribly going wrong uh, that I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's generally one of those two. <laughs> <what> those two. <laughs> yeah, so this client reached out and during our session brought up, it was like three quarters of the way in, brought up like, I half expected you would at some point try to convert me in this call. Convert you to? To, I guess, Christianity. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And what would give them that impression? Like, why well, would they? <laughs> I, yeah, and I think it's because he, he indicated like, you know, there's uh, there are people on your podcast who are clearly Christians. And oh, sure. yeah. there are people, and, and, you know, probably knowing a little bit, I don't think he mentioned this part, but knowing that we were in ministry ourselves or pastors point, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So use this as an illustration of, this has come up a few times for me anyways, where people have pointed that out. Like, I remember getting an email from someone several years back saying, hey, look, I'm not a religious person. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and so I hope you're okay with that. And, yeah. you know, I, I got respect. those a few years ago. I haven't gotten them <laughs> oh, yeah. at, at all recently. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's been a while, but occasionally this comes up. And so I felt, I felt like, you know, this is interesting. I probably want to address a little bit of this because in client calls, this is one of the things they say to people is that we're not trying to convert you to a set of beliefs or yeah. definitions, which oftentimes is what's inside a religious system. So, well, I mean, I don't know. I'm speaking for myself. Jim, are you trying to convert anybody? <laughs> God, no. Um, it's really laughable to me. I remember somebody posting that as a, a feedback on our podcast at one point in time. It was like, <laughs> you hear where these that. people are trying to convert you. I'm like, yeah. what in the world are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Because if anything, it's like we've gone through this massive like deconstruction process. And it, that means something different to each of us and I think different to everyone who goes through that. But I always laugh at that because if you walk in my office, one of the first things you see behind my desk is something that's very inspirational to me as a piece of art, which is I have not really ancient, but 1800s and before portions of scriptures or texts from uh, five or six different religions from around the world. Mm. But I think it's really beautiful, these ideas of ancient wisdom that there has been people who have been trying to do the thing we're really trying to do all along, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. naming it different things, uh, trying to use language and imagery that related to their context. But then in America, particularly, it it has taken on this very colonial type of form of conquering or converting or, you know, taking over or proving someone else wrong because our thing is right. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I am not interested in any of that. I think one of the reasons so many of those people have been on our podcast is because the Enneagram has exploded in that world, the Christian world, over the last five to 10 years, really the last five, big yeah, time. Mostly, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you even had the experience where uh, someone came to the up to you at the IEA and was asking, like, why do you think yeah. that this is happening in this world? Yeah. Right? Yeah, it was a little bit confusing to them because they'd been teaching it for 40 years. Yeah. And all of a sudden, boom, it explodes in the church world. But I think the reason for why that comes up for some folks is because, as you're saying, there has been an attempt, you know, in certain uh, evangelical circles 
the goal is sort of conversion to a particular set of doctrines and yeah. beliefs. But we're not, I'm not opposed to anything. In, I'm, not, I'm not fighting anything in that world. I don't think that there's anything to fight. <laughs> For me, I think, oh yeah, what you're tr- but what we're trying to do, if we're at our best and we're at our deepest in terms of connection with, with ourselves, with, with the divine, is that we are wanting to actually grow and transform. Yeah. And there isn't a single person I've ever talked to who wants to grow, who does not recognize that as at the deepest levels, that's exactly the kind of conversion I want. I want to help, I want to move out of my addiction to my own patterns of behavior, my right. my fixations, my defensiveness, my offensiveness. These are things that are no longer serving me. And yet I can't, I have a hard time letting go of them. Yes. Right? So in the very broad context of that word convert, I was just thinking of all the people we've worked with who have had an experience where they have converted from addiction to sobriety. Mm-hmm. You know, there is conversion from ego to more of a authentic, more of who you are, who you truly are, like you really want to be, becoming who we really want to be, like this yeah, whole topic yeah. that we're talking about. But as far as that, you know, I can say for me across the board, as far as that being a particular system, no, I, right, right. I have no interest in that right. at all. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, and that's why it's, you know, we, we meet with, Christians, we meet with pastors, we meet with people of different religions, of different faiths. Yeah. And what is inspiring to me is when they want to go deeper <laughs> and they want to yeah. do the deeper work of, of transformation. Um, and I think that that's the best. Before these things became religious institutions, they were movements. Mm-hmm. And when they were movements, they were really pointing more towards that. It was more about the, yes. you know, how do we grow? And and certainly they were very contextualized. And so yes. you'll have things that were weird from, you know, from 100 years ago all Culture, the way back right. to 2,000 years ago. And Some before, weird yeah. things that yeah. you look at, you're like, well, wh- why was that the rule? Or why was, because <laughs> they were working against something that they could see was self-destructive. Yes. And wasn't helpful to society and to, uh, to our working well together as a people. Yeah. So, that's it underneath how it manifests in terms of a rule. That's the stuff that we don't have to be married to. <laughs> right, totally. Well, so. because the originators created a way, and then the followers created the religion. <laughs> yeah, that's well said. Yeah. It's, yeah. It tends to always follow that pattern. Buddha did not start Buddhism. <laughs> right, right. Jesus did not start Christianity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Muhammad did not start Islam. Like all of these things are the uh, like a second or third or fourth generation down structuring what was originally a a way or a path or a movement. And so, so much of what we talk about is like, we're not so concerned with the structures that people have created around these methods of transformation. We are concerned with the way. And I will happily take any way that works mm-hmm. from anywhere yeah, <laughs> at any yeah, time. Yeah. 
I am so pragmatic in that way. And I have no interest in defending anything. Yeah. yeah. This is something we talked about with, even within the Enneagram world, that we see people, even like high up teachers, like establishing some kind of a theory. And they're establishing it as a theory. They're yeah. wanting to explore, like, this seems to be a pattern I'm recognizing. Now let's take it in the world and testing it. But some of the followers, the people who really look up to them, they're not doing the same level of testing. They are actually defending the theory. Yeah. So it's the true. same thing the that I'm talking or the person about. person or whatever they yeah, Yes. Yeah. It's the same thing I'm talking about as the originator, the originator had a way and later people created the structure of the religion where they're defending the theory mm-hmm. instead of actually saying, does this, does this still work? Yeah. yeah. And if it doesn't still work, I'm done with it. Yeah, which is what I love about some of the, some of the stuff I find in the Christian scriptures because— the the drive of what the person Jesus the the yeah. Jesus figure uh, his thing is no I don't want to become your newest object of worship right that's not my goal because then you won't take the path you'll do, you'll do exactly what you just mentioned which is you'll start to create something out of this mm-hmm. as a means to avoiding your own journey yeah. And so his invitation is like, no, you you have to pick up your cross. You have to follow me. In other words, you have to do what I'm doing. You have to become whatever it is that you're becoming. And if you're on your journey, you're you're walking out your path. You know it because it's it's difficult. It's scary, but it is also the most fruitful and life giving thing you'll ever do. Mm. Um, yeah, so. and I mentioned on the last podcast about the IA thing about some of Dr. Osgu's work and just talking about these. There's kind of two ways that people become. And I always think about this in terms of when Abby worked at the retirement home. And we noticed there's two kinds of people in the retirement home. There's people who became more loving and open and mm. they were warm to be around. They were friendly. They they would listen. Uh, they had wisdom, but they had stories. And then other people who were like the crotchety, rigid, like forced, closed, this is the only way everything else is completely crap. Every generation that comes after us is stupid. Like there's yeah, those yeah. kinds of people. And I feel like that happens in every religious system I've seen. Yeah, uh, I've certainly seen it in the Enneagram world. Uh, I've seen it in every single imaginable Any place. institution. Any doesn't institution. Matter, political. It doesn't even have to be an institution. Religious. Oh, it happens in homes. It happens in families. <laughs> yes, it happens, happens yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You can take either path. The path of bypassing and defending and converting and colonization. You can take that path and needing to convince and prove you're right and defend. And you can take the path of I'm trying to learn and grow and transform and be practical and take tools from everywhere and learn and understand that every person's story could add some value and your journey is your own. And I'm, I'm more comfortable with my own evolution, like which is a huge part of this to me. That's a whole other podcast, but becoming comfortable with your own evolution. or And, and you have to become uncomfortable being uncomfortable yes. because that's, that is the journey. That is the journey. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because up until that point, you're still going to try and defend the thing that you're trying to protect, even if it's your own ego versus I want to actually grow through this. Yeah. That's, it's just, and those two paths are always available to us. 
they, they are that. There is, is, this, is that the narrow and the wide yeah, path? I was Joel? just thinking, oh my gosh. Oh my you gosh. Know, I can't help but go back to those old, like, oh man. That's a good biblical imagery. I think yeah, that just that's, came a different translation. But that's the reason why that that's so, this is what I'm saying is like, yeah. if people were actually really into their, whatever faith it is, yeah. so for us, it happens to be that we were raised with the the, the Hebrew and the, and the Christian scriptures, yep. uh, what's called the Bible. But in it, if you actually are in it, plus in life, yep. not just in one or the other, but you're in both. I mean, you can't help but stumble on these deeper uh, truths of what that actually means at a deeper yeah. level. Um, and it, so it stops being such a, a divisive issue along party lines, mm-hmm. and it becomes a divisive issue within yourself. Do I choose this path, mm-hmm. or do I choose to continue to grow, or do I stop here, right? Yep. And so we have said before, whatever is alive, it, it keeps growing. It, it, whatever grows stays alive. But if you stop it dies. Yeah. And so there are areas in our, all of our lives where we've stopped growing and therefore that part of us dies. And so you end up having these people that are physically alive, but you know, not alive in many other ways. And you, you know, it's just like you were describing people that you meet that are older, but are still so full of life. Yeah. And, and, and it's enriching being around them. It seems to me like they tend to, a lot of people end up disconnecting from one of their centers. So some of them get disconnected from their body, and so they're not in tune with uh, what that can need. And so that it's um, the path manifests itself in a lot of health issues. You know, so for some people, it's the mind, and it locks down, and it and all it does is get very rigid or controlled around one thing, right? And so it, they end up being the people who are susceptible to whether it's conspiracy theories. Oh, yeah. sure. They're sure. susceptible to spiritually bypassing through a particular faith tradition of, well, this person says this and they're right. And so I just follow and they're atrophying in the mind because they're not processing information. Yeah. Or they get disconnected from their emotions. And so they're not very interactive with other people. They yeah. don't know how to really listen to the stories of others. And so it becomes all about their own emotion which creates their own story, and then they live into that reality. Yeah. So when I've seen people bypass or avoid this work, it can be in any of those three realms. Hey, we will continue our episode and talk about how to get out of these stuck places in just a moment, but wanted to interrupt this podcast just for a minute to say you can find out more about all of our work at theartofgrowth.org. That is the place to reach out to us if you are interested in having us come in and work with your teams to reduce the amount of time your team spends on interpersonal conflict and helping each member take more responsibility for their impact on the room. That's also the spot to reach out to us for individual coaching or group coaching, as well as sign up for our newsletter or take a free Enneagram test or Enneagram Instincts Variant Test. That is all at theartofgrowth.org. Now back to Joel as we continue the conversation. The growth path for people is to continue to be to be uncomfortable with your journey. Is to continue to yeah. say, "Well, this is what is uh, growth," even though it requires me to take some steps of of faith. And so, I use the word faith in a very different way than the way um, that a lot of people may understand that as being a system. Well, do you have a mm. faith? Do you have? Uh, are you a person of faith? And for me, I think of it much more as a, oh no, it's 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 when I have to confront 
my, not just my ego, its fears, its needs, yes. but the pattern by which I get those needs met, the pattern by which I protect myself, and then choose a different path. That requires all the faith in the world. Because then I got to believe that the better way is actually going to produce life in me. The needs will be met or the needs will become not needs. And it works both ways. There are times where it's, it's funny. I've, I've not gotten the need met and the need goes away. Other times where I walk that path and the very thing I was looking for Love, connection at the deeper level, not the superficial level, but the deeper level. Connection with people, connection with myself, connection with, mm-hmm. uh, with the divine or with transcendence, whatever people yeah. want to call it. That has worked at times. Whenever I call people you know, to faith <laughs> in coaching, it's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm inviting you to. Yeah. You know? I'm inviting you to the path. Yeah. You know? Not to an, an arrival. Because this is one thing that I, I hear people say sometimes— like, well, this thing happened and I was still triggered and I still reacted. And I really thought like, I've done all this work and I thought I was beyond this. I thought I'd moved past this. Yeah. And oh, that go, comes up a lot. <laughs> that comes up a lot. For me too. So yeah. it comes up for yeah. me too. I'm just like, really? I've still yeah. got this thing. Um, I have noticed that the amount of time I spend disrupted is a lot shorter. That's mm-hmm. one thing that has been one of the benefits. Um, but this idea that I'm going to somehow transcend all of it, like, <sighs> well, gurus have, haven't they, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Yes, I know that's we, such we you have this, that's why I said that. We have this thing against gurus. We have this yeah. thing. because here's I, the, I thing, here's the yeah, thing about the guru. What I hate about the guru: one is there's this abil- this desire to be unaffected. Oh, it's completely that. Oh yeah. Or you don't have to say you're sorry. Well, I was just thinking Gurus that. Gurus don't have to apologize. Yeah, oh, never. Because they're right. They're right, and it's you. <laughs> why, why are you so emotionally reactive? Yeah, What's yeah, going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's deflective. It's yeah. Like, this oh, is yeah. why we're anti-guru yeah. is because it's BS. Oh, yeah. Like the whole yeah. guru yeah. thing yeah. is BS. There is no one who is unaffected and never triggered. That's right. No one. That's right. There is no one who's always right, and therefore uh, is uh, you, you, they only have to defend. They never have to change their mind. Yeah. No, there's no one who doesn't screw up sometimes and have to say, I'm sorry, I was wrong, I messed up. The guru thing is the temptation. It is not the goal. Yeah. And whenever I get the slightest whiff of someone who's like, oh, I've transcended this all, I'm above this, and you can too. I'm like, warning, warning, yeah. run away. Yeah, that person is not safe. Yeah, well, even in the Enneagram world, people have said uh, like, yeah. "I've transcended oh, my wait, type." Wait, what? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? Really? What? It happens there too. Yeah. Happens yeah. everywhere. Oh my gosh, that's our point. And it trust me, crazy. It is just like you, you, you've transcended your type. Yeah, I don't really relate to any type anymore. That's just like, oh come on now. You, so I'll give an illustration of this very thing that happened. Is Patty wants to have this conversation? It's like two, three nights ago about finances. And so she starts asking questions, making suggestions, concerns, voicing her concerns. And yeah, sure, on reflection, I can see what was happening. In the moment, I could not really, all I felt in the moment was I was angry, getting angrier Mm. as the conversation was going, but not like a heated angry, more like a defensive, you know, argumentative, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it was was more of, it was coming through that way. Uh, and, And so my voice was getting a little louder. But I was very, very like short, yeah. absolute, 
no, no openness whatsoever. But I, I just saw, I realized that, you know, we, we ended up just stopping the conversation. We watched some, something on Netflix. And then as I'm going to bed, this is the second part. So when you're not aware, because I wasn't really aware of what was going on in me, I just was in it. And then the awareness hits you. So this is part of growth, which yeah. isn't really always great because the awareness can add some shame to you. Because now it's like, yeah. oh, I'm not the guru. Yeah. Oh, I haven't transcended. Oh, I'm means, still struggling with this issue in a major way in my life. Which means I, I can't just be defending it because I'm not necessarily right. I can't, I haven't transcended no, right. yes. it. Yeah. So yeah. all of the gurus that just melts away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I, I, I mean, it's just like, so now not only have I fallen, because I, I could see in reflection, I'd fallen into emotional pit of like negativity mm. in that moment when we were talking about this. And then afterwards, I had the, oh my gosh. And I could not even get out of it. Oh my I gosh, what? So go into it. that moment. Like, what do you mean, oh my gosh? Like I, you saw it. I couldn't get out of it. I couldn't get out of the emotional hole. The entire time we were in that, I was defensive. I was argumentative. I was, I could not climb out of it. Even up to the point of going to bed, I was still in that emotional like hole. I felt like I was in a hole. I'd fallen through and I could not change my disposition, my internal disposition of of uh, of that darkness. And that stuck with me right through the next morning. Like as in you woke up I still woke feeling up in feeling, the hole? I woke up feeling that same feeling I had the day, the night before. A little less, not as like, much intensity around it. Were you aware that the hole was there? Like did you wake up aware that oh, I'm I was in a hole? Aware. Oh yeah, I was very aware. I'm okay. in a hole. This set off some, you know, early childhood, all the oh, way up through my upbringing sure. stuff. All there, right? It, all of the stuff that you are, that you were back then, you yeah. are now. It's, yeah. it's just at different levels of growth and transformation, but it's still, you still bring that same person with you right. until, and some things I no longer struggle with, that happens. That's what growth is. But this is one that is a big one. And so it's not going to be conquered overnight. I've grown a ton over the last few years. But those but roots go this, all the way down. Oh yeah, this, yeah. Is a, this is a deep one. So... So yeah, I, I, I woke up with that feeling. Yeah. Not as bad as the night before, but it was still there. Yeah. And I had no desire to do what I'm about, what I'm telling you I, I did. None at all. Like there was no desire to say, hey, I'm sorry. Hey, I own this stuff. If anything, so where did the motivation be, come from? It was value. It was a thing of, I know that this is the person that I want to be. I want to be a person that, I don't want to stay in the anger and in the defensiveness. I don't want to end up doing what the type seven would do in that space, which is to be pissed off for a little while and then just go back to the optimistic, positive, we'll get Mm -hmm. our, you know, we'll we'll climb out of this. We'll be fine. We'll be all this talk. And so I knew that that was what I needed to do was just confront it, admit what was going on, take responsibility for it and not resolve it, which is really difficult because I don't, I like resolve. I like to conclude. I like to have a solution, have some kind of, you know, positive ending to this, Mm. to this thing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, I want to wrap this thing up with a bow. Wrap it up with a bow, man. I can, because, right? Everybody else needs to feel happy too, right? Because that's the way I perceive things as a seven is I need to feel happy and everybody else does too. So so I I deliberately said, this is where I engage the body, right? So it's like, okay, my heart still still pretty pissed off. My mind is all kinds of messy. (laughs) 
I can't, I don't have the answers. Yeah. But what does the body know that is the right thing to do? What does the gut know? And what are my higher values, right? So I know my higher value. I want to be this kind of person. And I have a vision of this kind of person. Let's confront the things that I'm afraid to confront and do so with courage. And then uh, move towards back towards the higher side of who I am. Mm. And so I, I, I did that. I walked over to her and I said, hey, um, I want to apologize. Uh, I take full responsibility. This had nothing to do with you. It was me. And... I'm sorry that I fell into an emotional hole that I could not climb out of because it had an impact on you. Now, I'm not saying I should not have fallen into this hole. That's different. Yeah. You got to be honest with yourself. You're going to fall into these things. Yeah. Right? But I'm sorry uh, for the impact it had on you and that I, that I own. I may not be able to change it tomorrow, I may it, but I own that. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I said that to her and she immediately conveyed grace, which was a gift. Uh, she could have said something else, but she said, hey, yeah. I just want to walk with you in this space. And I said, I thank you. She says, well, does it have anything to do with your past? Now, here's where the temptation came in. Does it have anything to do with your past, with the way we were raised? I could have easily, so easily said, yeah, right? Play the victim. Mm. Yeah. Elicit a little bit of, you know, compassion, nurture. Get myself out of that jam. <laughs> <laughs> Not take ownership and responsibility. Oh, man. So damn easy. That's such a temptation. And it was there. It was dangling. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not going down that path. That one was easier for me this time because I've conquered it before. So yeah. this time it was a little bit easier. So I was like, no, I'm not going to walk that excuse. You're absolutely right. I did have that. And it still is there for sure. I'm not going to excuse my behavior because of that. Nor am I going to fall on my sword. I'm just going to say yeah. that's what happened, the truth of what happened. And I'm taking responsibility in the sense that I want to keep growing and keep working on that. Because you're saying in that moment, yes, that story is part of it, but that's not who I'm becoming. Yes. And I want to live into who I'm becoming. Yes, exactly. I'm not dismissing it. I'm not saying, I'm not like, no, that's stupid. I I can be, I can man up or anything. No, it's not nothing. That doesn't work either. I've done that. It doesn't work. It's, oh no, that's absolutely true. Sure. Thank you for your grace in that. Thank you. Yes. But it's also my responsibility. Because everything in my body, the genetic load of all kinds, the ep- even the epigenetic stuff been passed on to me from mm-hmm. previous generation, all of that is in this system here, right? Which to my mind is like, I either do not take responsibility and I blame all other sources for who I am and how I've become, Yeah. all other causes, or I say, no, you know what? I have the power of... I have the power of change. I have the power to make some different decisions. When I do, I don't always have it. But I did in that moment. I knew I did. It was like, you can, so this is the wide path, narrow path, as we were joking about earlier. This is the choice I have. I can either go down the old familiar patterns or I can take the new one. But that requires faith because the new one does not tell me. In that moment, it's not like, oh, my needs or my fears are going to be assuaged by taking this new path right. of saying, hey, Patty, I'm sorry. I, you know, this is my, you know, what I did. And I and take It's actually the it. less predictable path. Oh, far, far less predictable. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. That's why it's tempting because it's that the enemy that you know. Yeah. The familiarity of it, it makes it really tempting. That's the whole. Oh, um, yeah. And you talk about like stages of growth, like there's that desire to go backwards. I can get rid of responsibility right now if I just do this. It's all I have to do. And I can play my get out of jail free card. But it's not who you're becoming. That's the whole thing. Right. But there's something else I, I think is good in this, which is it still was the next morning. 
this is a really big practical point to me. Yes, sometimes people try to solve everything in the one day, but sometimes just a little silence, space, sleep, take a walk, whatever it is, you have more access to who you're becoming. I don't know that you would have been able to access that person the night before. No, because I was completely in the pattern that night before. In other words, the reptilian part of my brain had been activated and it overrode everything else. The amygdala, everything just overrode, right? So that's the, that's the conversation you're having internally is, oh, there's a higher side of the brain. Mm-hmm. That's, the, the, that's the one that can envision the future. That's the one that can, can, can create something new. Yes. The other part of the brain is highly protective. It's only about making sure you don't get wounded again. Yeah. And so it, to, it, it took over. It's like, oh, this is a familiar thing because I've experienced... Well, at least my brain only remembers, right? It doesn't remember. It filters out everything else that was positive uh, about something that's really painful. Yes. And it turns that painful thing into this massive, like anything that looks like this, stay away from it, right? Yeah. So it's like the, you can imagine uh, hunter-gatherers, the hair rustling in the leaves, right? They get attacked by a saber-toothed lion. Well, guess what happens every single time there's a rustling in the leaves? It could be a mouse, right? Yeah. That's not what the brain says. It might be, but that's not what the brain's going to do. The consequences are far more deleterious. Yes. And the people <laughs> whose default mechanism was, it's just probably a mouse. <laughs> they're dead. They're not, they, they didn't, didn't make it to genes. here. They didn't yeah. pass on their genes. <laughs> they're not here today. That's, that's right. <laughs> that's right. So our genes are a little bit smarter. It's like, no, no, no. We know that yeah. this is what you need to do yes. uh, in order to pass on your genes. You need to survive. Yes. And so for me, the rustling in the leaves is anything that had to do with this particular conversation around finances. Yep. Because of past experiences yeah. where those things came up. And so that's why the what you're talking about, walking away from it. Mm-hmm. I could not in that moment, right? But the next day, my amygdala dials, dials down a little bit, less reactive. I can mm-hmm. access the more, what, evolved part of our brain maybe, yeah. the part of our brain that we can actually think more about. From a neurological perspective, there are chemicals that are going through your brain that do not give you access to the person you're becoming in that moment. Right. Just from a brain science, chemistry, hormonal, all those levels, this is why we need grace for ourselves because you can't access that all the time. And so you do need space in order to allow those chemicals to dissipate a little bit so that you can return to the person you're becoming, which is more holistic. It's more integrated. It's more problem solving. It does involve the prefrontal cortex that was just shut down the night before because the rustling of the leaves, but the leaves aren't rustling anymore the next morning. There's a little space. Some of those chemicals that were flooding your brain have dissipated a little more. And now we're in a solution mode because we don't feel like there's a saber tooth. Yes. And and so now to conclude, so that's a part, act one. Act one. Is Totally the override of the, of the prefrontal cortex, right? The amygdala takes over. That's it. The rustling of the leaves. I'm done. I can't do anything. Act two is taking responsibility for the impact. This is what happened, and I own it. And then act three is now can you have that conversation and be the person you're becoming in that mm-hmm. moment? And so we did. And so what I'm training my brain to do is you can have this conversation in a safe way. You know, because you've been in the woods, you you like the Mm -hmm. woods, you've been in the woods quite a bit, and you 
you'll hear a kind of rustling that indicates to you the size of the the mammal, <laughs> right? Like, well, sometimes it's deceptive even. It's so deceptive. So there's sometimes like, where you're like, there was an really? echo. Really? That was a squirrel? That <laughs> was a squirrel. I was just going to say, <laughs> like, there are times where I'm like, that was just I a squirrel. I know. I heard, I was like, I swear that that was a coyote. It's got to be a coyote. Guy. Yeah. But but you start to get better and better at like different type sounds. When you do hear a big sound, it's okay. That is likely to be, you know, a, a bigger mammal. That's a, So you start to be able to discern the difference between some sounds. The more you experience that, you help your brain to rewire so that it understands that not everything, every time we talk about this particular area of finances or about, you know, whatever the topic is that's a trigger to you, it does not have to be the same level of intensity uh, and yeah. reactivity inside you. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's what you mean by faith. It's like it takes, it requires faith. It may not be in the moment, but it may be the redo where you say, I'm going to choose a different path. Yes. So the ground that we've covered here is that there is always available to you the path of this transformation where you can go down this path of becoming who you're becoming and that we are not interested <laughs> in the bypassing path of appealing to some other religion or trying to get people into a belief system or a methodology which says, you know, just do these things and you'll be fine. And that doesn't mean it to expand a little bit is that there's more than just the religious piece to that. Mm. There's even like, I need you to agree with me on the my view on the oh. Enneagram, or I need you to agree with me. And yeah. so I'm trying to convert you to a particular, you know, path wherever that whatever that is. So it's not just religious. We're saying this is a human trait. Yes. Is the need for absolutes, the need for certainty, the need for something that keeps us from the scary journey of growth. Yes. And to your point, when you're triggered. One of the temptations is also to blame an enemy. Yeah. Right? So that's a big part of the political system is the dehumanization and the blaming of an a, an outside source. That's right. So yeah. we have something to fight and defend. Yeah. Or the victim path that you also brought up, which is I can blame my path and I don't have to become who I'm becoming. Yeah. So there's all – we went through all of these different methods that will keep you from – Yeah the path that you went down, waking up the next morning, like humbling yourself, apologizing. But all of these paths, the guru path, the needing an enemy path, the the bypassing path, I, I've transcended this path. Like all of those different paths of temptation will fail. Yes. And you won't even necessarily notice because that's the whole thing about, I was saying about seeing people in retirement, they don't know that they did this but they spent a lifetime doing it. Yeah. And you see the fruits by the end of their life of who they've become. And when I get to that stage, I know what I want to be. You know, when I'm hitting 90, I know what I want to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is all part of that journey and I want to be this is something I've been talking to a few clients about. What would make yourself proud of the way you showed up? That's a question that for some is helpful to just go yeah. Because like you said, I could have defended, I could have blamed it on this past thing. I could have done that thing. Yeah. And you might've felt a little relief, mm -hmm. but you wouldn't have felt proud of yourself. Yeah. Choosing the path that you can be like, I am proud of the person who showed up in that moment. That is the person I more want to be. Yeah. 
It's the narrow path, man. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we just redeemed that story <laughs> or yeah. that parable yeah. in my mind during yeah. during this chat. So that's good. Yeah. I like well, it. You, you, so you always hear this in every every institution, uh, every system. It's oh, those people they're just kowtowing to whatever. Oh, those mm-hmm. people aren't being real. These people aren't being truthful. These people. It's always like my way. The way that I understand it is the right way, is the narrow way, it's the true way, right? That very thing is the wide path. It's because everybody's doing it. So how is that narrow? The narrow path is, whew. So I got to choose to take more responsibility, like for my own growth and my own development. I have to, uh, yeah. You got to stop, you got to stop pointing at, oh, it's because she, the way she talked to me about the finances or the suggestion she made or the way she, it's her, she caused it. Yeah. No, she didn't cause it. She may have said some things that she could have said differently, sure. But your reactivity, that's your responsibility. Yeah. You know, and you got to find out what, what's going on there. Yeah. And it's hard because there are situations that have been so systemic that has put people into those situations that has created that. And the bad news I feel like is it's still on us as a community who wants to go in that direction to make that better, to improve that. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening. We have a newsletter that went out today that continues this conversation. And if you aren't signed up for our newsletter, you can do that at theartofgrowth.org. Make sure you are subscribed. And if you leave us a review on iTunes, it really helps people find the show. You can also follow us on Instagram at just Art of Growth. And if you have any questions, feel free to email us and we will try to get back to you in a timely manner. But for now, my friends, even in the way you talk to yourself, maybe try putting the pause button on that little voice that says, be yourself and go deeper into the be who you are becoming. See if you can access the part of yourself that sees the redeemed version of you in the distance and leans in that way, that answers the call of invitation that is calling you forth to be more of who you are becoming, the true you, the you beyond the voices of shame or judgment or fear, the core of you who is brave and peaceful and loving. The integrated you is calling you to become who you are becoming. Grace and growth, my friends.